Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today is another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I'd love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Jay, who writes, I recently bought a lot in a subdivision. Where do I find out what the developer has agreed to do exactly for the infrastructure? I already discovered a public access walking path that is graveled and the plot says it's supposed to be paved. Where can I go get details of what is supposed to have been done to the infrastructure, including promised amenities? Well, Jay, this is a great question. In any planned use development, there will be a development agreement. That development agreement outlines the requirements. The building permits are usually issued contingent upon the development agreement. For example, it might define public amenities like paths and park benches. It could define trees to be planted and the irrigation system to be installed. Many cities will require the developer to post a bond for those items that would only be completed at the end of the project. For example, you might have to place a bond with the city for the planting of trees, and only once the trees are planted and approved by the city would the bond be released. That means the developer actually has to budget for double the cost of those bonded items. They need to post the bond at the start of the project and actually do the work and eventually get repaid at the end. Sometimes the issuance of a certificate of occupancy is contingent on meeting the items in the development agreement. You've got to look at the specifics of the wording of the development agreement to see what those triggers are. But then not every city approaches development with the same level of diligence. If you're finding that commitments are routinely not being fulfilled, there might be very little recourse. could be that your community has weak systems for enforcing development agreements. The development agreement, like all matters that are approved by city council, should be a matter of public record. Your city should have a place where the public can access these records. I've heard of a few rare cases where development agreements are sealed and hidden from public view. But frankly, unless the development has elements that are a matter of national security, I can't see a reason why the development agreement would be sealed from the public. If a citizen wants to hold a developer to account on a commitment contained in the development agreement, a simple letter to the city attorney should be enough to cause the right things to happen. Remember, politicians want to be re-elected. They want to stay off the front page of the local newspaper, assuming, of course, there still is a local newspaper. It's usually easier for city officials to enforce an agreement than defending publicly why they didn't enforce an agreement only ultimately to be shamed into enforcing the agreement anyway. Sometimes, circumstances do legitimately change. For example, the gravel path that you mentioned in your question might cross over a utilities easement that has some planned upgrades. I don't know if that's the case. I'm just making up an example scenario for the sake of discussion. The development agreement with the city might have been amended to allow for delaying the paving of the path until after the utility upgrades are performed. If something like that were at play, I would consider that a legitimate reason for not paving the path, at least for delaying the paving of the path. Development agreements are often written with a recognition of phase development. They say Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was the residential subdivision. There's no point paving a path that's not going to be part of a later phase for at least another decade. In those circumstances, the development agreement might only require the developer to pave the path on completion of the very last phase of the development. Those details would be contained in the specific language of the agreement, which again should be a matter of public record. 
One of the areas in which future commitments can get very complicated is when the property is at the edge of a municipal boundary. As soon as you get multiple levels of government involved, like the city, the county, the state, or the province, you now need to make sure that each of those levels of government can have a place to accept funds to be held in escrow for those future improvements. So let's say that your property is in the city, but the road is a county road and the landscape buffer is located in the road allowance that belongs to the county. The development agreements with the city, but at least part of the improvements, are going to be on county property. You can see how things are starting to get complicated fast. If you add another layer, maybe there's a drainage canal between the property and the road. Now you have the city, the canal district, and the county involved in the enforcement of the development agreement. These types of jurisdictional complexities are often the cause of conflict, confusion, and ultimately finger-pointing. So unfortunately, I don't have a simple answer to what might be a complex situation. In fact, there's no guarantee that the entirety of the agreement is located in one simple document there could be multiple document references. Although in the ideal circumstances, that will usually be the case. They will be in a single document. I want to thank you, Jay, for a fabulous question, and hopefully this gives you a little insight as to what developers go through when it comes to managing the complexity of development agreements. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.